Hey guys, welcome to You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. I'm on a journey right now to become the absolute best version of me. I want to find ways that I can improve mentally, physically, and spiritually. So every week, I'm going to open up about my journey and talk about tips and tricks of what's working for me and what's not working for me. I'll also be interviewing guests who will share their stories too. Together, we will inspire one another to become the absolute best versions of ourselves. So join me every week on this journey. And remember, you got this. Hello, my journeyers, and welcome to another episode of You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus. So, my journeyers, I have to be honest with you. Today is a weird day of recording. It is Sunday, and I am hardcore experiencing these Sunday scaries right now. I just got back from a three-hour drive from the Hamptons for my sister's bachelorette, and I just got home about an hour or two ago. So I'm hungover. (laughs) I'm tired. I have a lot to do to get ready for this week. So I'm just going to apologize in advance if this intro is just a bit wacky because the Sunday scaries are hitting, hitting me hard. And I just had to address that, okay? But it was an awesome weekend. We had such a great time. It was so wonderful. I surprised my sister with a ton of different, like, gifts and games and activities with all of her closest friends and some of our family. And it was just awesome. Um... We had a private chef come to the house where we dressed up as like all different people from around the world and did a drink tasting. Then we did a bike tour to different wineries and went out in the Hamptons area. And it was just so much fun. But for anybody who's been on a bachelorette weekend, you know that this is like, whew, it's exhausting. Like, I mean, like, you're just constantly go, go, going. You're drinking. You're playing games. You're staying up late. Your sleep schedule is off. We're not eating really any fruits or vegetables. I'm having pizza, chips and dip, and all those things. You know, it wasn't the healthiest weekend. So with that, I'm really excited to be home and to start a nice detox and head into a healthy, healthy week. And when I say detox, I'm not saying, you know, you have to do a juice cleanse or you know, go on like an all liquid diet. Like when I say cleanse, I just mean stop drinking and introduce all the fruits, veggies and everything that I need to have a much, much better week. So I'm just very excited for that. But it was such a fun weekend. It went way too quick. And now I'm back home on the struggle bus. Like I know many of you have been before, but we got this journeyers. We got this. All right. So I'm going to share a bit more about my journey this week, talk a bit about what's new and what's been going on, and then I'm going to jump into some of the questions you submitted. And then finally, you're going to be able to hear the amazing interview that we have today with Kelly Hackney. So Kelly is actually a very good friend of mine. She is somebody who I met through Clubhouse, and we've just gotten very close as she is also an entrepreneur, and she's taught me so much on my journey. So in today's episode, you're going to hear all about accountability in the workplace, um, ways that she struggles while working in corporate America and how she found the courage to start her own career. So it's going to be a great episode for you all to hear. But as always, I have to share my journey with my journeyers before jumping into today's episode. Okay, so today has been a wild, wild week. Like, let's just all keep in mind that while everything I'm going to talk about happened, I also had my sister's bachelorette. So in addition to all these things I'm going to be saying, I also went away and drank too much and didn't sleep enough. So 
Okay. And you could still live your happiest and healthiest life and do those things. I'm just going to throw that out there as well. So anyway, first thing that I want to address is uh, on my journey this week is that I myself had to get back to a place that I never thought I would have to be with my podcast, You Got This, The Journey. My journeyers, I am back in my freaking closet. <laughs> I am. Oh, I know. I know. I was so excited to get out of this closet. I was so excited to break free and escape, but I'm back in here. And there's there's a bigger story behind this. So you guys probably heard like hints of my frustration the past couple of episodes where I was just talking about like how aggravated I was that I couldn't figure out this new microphone that I was using. And it was really, really getting me frustrated because I wanted to get out of the closet, but I wanted to have good audio quality because I want this to be enjoyable for all of you to listen to. And so I really was getting to a point of frustration. Like, do you ever just try like every single solution? You're looking all around you. You're trying new things. You're trying to be optimistic, but you just get so frustrated. Like you're on the verge of tears. And that's where I got. And so what I had to do was I had to put my pride aside. Because for me, while I was struggling with all this new audio with this new microphone, I really didn't want to have to go and ask anybody for help or advice. Because I didn't want to admit that I was like, still a newcomer with this, even though I always say like, I'm new on this journey, I'm a new podcaster. Like, I really want to get to the point where like, I feel confident in podcasting. And I did for a while. But then when I got this new microphone, it took me back to a place of like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? I have no idea. I don't know anything about this. And I didn't want to admit to the people who I feel like I finally gained respect from in the podcasting industry to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so what did I do? I recorded like two or three episodes in, you know, frustration with the audio, but like loving being on the mic with all of you. But when it came to the editing piece, it was like, oh, what is happening? So finally, I decided I needed to put my pride aside and ask some of my, I was going to say colleagues, (laughs) but some of my friends for help. And so I went into a, a clubhouse room because clubhouse is a great place to look for advice, connect with people and get the answers that you need. And I went to a room with all these people in podcasting who I have such respect for. And I just laid it all out there. I said, everything I've been doing, I said, I'm frustrated. I tried every single solution. And one of them actually went and listened to the episode where I was having the frustration and they knew immediately what the issue was. Which the issue was is that even though this microphone picks up the volume and the sound that's just in front of it, if you have too large of a room, you get that echoing like tunnel sound that I was experiencing. So even though it's not picking up the sounds from other areas, because there's so much space around me, it's still picking up like that, uh, that area, if that makes sense. So they gave me a lot of great tips and tricks to maybe put a rug on the floor, maybe put like some sort of like curtain or board around me so that I could still have this like closed sound, but I don't have to go back to the closet. So they gave me a ton of tips and tricks, which I'm going to test out and work on and try and be patient with before I leave the closet. I'm going to test all that out. So that's why I'm back in here because I'm going to go back to the basics and reset my mind frame and work on this. But I think it's something important that I learned. It's this like life lesson that I realized is that there's so many times where I can't put my pride aside. And I'm sure a lot of you have been there too, where you just want to 
to be the best. And you don't want to admit when you're struggling. You don't want to ask for help. You don't want to turn to people and show maybe a little bit of vulnerability, right? But we have to do that because otherwise you'll never get out of the damn closet. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, you do have to because it's the only way that we can grow and get past the struggles or maybe the areas that we're feeling lost in. So that's what I had to do. And I'm really happy because it's helping me and not get frustrated on something that you all know that I love so much. So that's where I'm at back in the closet, but I will get out of here because I'm going to take the advice from everybody and I'm going to apply it and I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) All right. Besides that, some other exciting things happened this week. So last week I announced to all of you that my website launched and this was such an exciting time because I've been working on this website for a couple months now. Like I was really, really getting specific down to the colors, the pictures, the layout, the resources. I wanted it to really have the look and feel of you got this, the journey. So that when you go to this website, you feel like this is where I get all the resources that I need. So if you guys haven't checked it out yet, please go over there. You can see my brand new mindset coaching program that I am offering. And you can book a free 20 minute consultation call with me. No strings attached, but we could just talk about either one-on-one coaching or the 90 day lifestyle change coaching that I offer and figure out a game plan for you. The reason that I'm offering this is because I found on my journey that when I've worked with coaches and I've worked with a mentor who can help me on whatever goal it is I'm trying to achieve, I am much more likely to achieve that goal because it provides me accountability. I have structure. I have answers to a lot of those questions I would sit with and ask myself. And so I want to provide that to people as well. So that's why I'm doing this coaching program. So please go to my website, sign up for that free 20 minute consultation call, and let's help you to achieve your goals and start living your dream life. All right. You can also head over there for the Amari products, podcast episodes and updates, and so much more. So head over there. It is shannonandrus.com. Again, shannonandrus.com. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. And then With that, you all know I started uh, my early morning gym classes, which has been great. It was so much fun getting up and getting back into the workout routine, and these classes are kicking my ass, and um, I've been observing. This week, I'm going to start teaching a little bit and then hopefully become an actual uh, personal trainer, so it's really been an exciting, exciting ride. Okay. Oh, and last thing, I don't want to forget about this. Super, super, super important. So um, last episode, I mentioned this, but I just want to you know, say it again for anybody who may have missed it, is that Liz Carlin, who was on my podcast, who talked all about the spiritual connection, uh, she is a Holy Fire Reiki and self-love coach. She is offering something amazing for all the journeyers. So when you book a session with Liz Carlin during the month of August, you book your session, you can use your discount code, you got this, all caps, no spaces, for 25% off of your first session with Liz. Again, that is you got this, all caps, no spaces. And go ahead and do it. I did it with her, and I'm going to book another one every single month. I'm going to keep up with this with her. So make sure you check it out. She's super awesome, and she does free consultation calls as well. So if you have any questions, you can chit-chat with her. All right, let's head into the journey or questions. We had a couple of good ones come through for this week, and then we're going to dive into today's interview. So Journeyers, you guys have been so awesome sending the questions. Please, please continue to because it's just so fun coming on here and answering your questions and feeling like we're having a conversation. Like I'm not talking to you. I feel like we're like 
talking to one another. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I love this. Make sure you go to our Instagram page. You got this underscore the journey to send in your questions, respond to the different polls that we post on the story uh, to get feedback from you on what you need to make sure that you are having the best experience possible. So couple questions came through. We narrowed it down to the top two for today's episode. The first one we have, I don't even know if you could hear that, but I did just do a drum roll. Um, <laughs> first question that we have from one of the journeyers is, I love the recipes that you've been posting. How do you find them? I'm always stuck with meals to make that are healthy and don't taste like crap. <laughs> people say things like that because it's it's like that's so real like how many of us have tried making healthy meals that don't taste like crap like because most of the time when we're eating healthy or we're trying to eat healthy it feels like we're sacrificing so much flavor believe me I know and that's why a lot of people struggle with diets or just healthier options so what I've been doing is I really find a lot of my recipes through Pinterest. And also whenever I'm stalking like food bloggers pages on Instagram or people that I know that have a healthy lifestyle and I see them post maybe a picture of a, a food that they just made or something, or they post a picture of a meal that they just made or something, I will DM them and ask them for the recipe and see it. And then for all of those options, whether it be that I do Pinterest or I've DM'd someone or I've just Googled a recipe, I always put my own flair on it of something that I love that's going to make it enjoyable for me, but is still healthy. So an example of that is, um, you know, a lot of recipes I see, you know, it's like healthy ways to like cook your chicken and like steam it with vegetables, or you could do like sheet pan veggies or something, but maybe I'll throw in a jalapeno in there because I need spice. I need some flavor. Um, I need some additional options. Or if the recipe calls for cooking with, I don't know, maybe like vegetable oil. I like coconut oil. I could totally tell a difference when I cook with it. That's just my preference, but may not be for you. You may not tell a difference or you may not like it, but try and introduce your own little flares, your own seasonings. And then when you find a recipe that you really, really like, I do two things. One, I print it out and I put it into a cookbook that I have at home. And then I write whatever it is that I added to it, whatever flair I did that I've liked. And sometimes you have to try recipes a few times to do that. Um, the other thing is that I really keep my Pinterest board <laughs> very organized. So if I save a bunch of recipes and there's one that I don't like or it didn't work out, I delete it from that board because I want to keep on there just the recipes that I've done that I've really, really enjoyed. Now, when I'm doing really good in my routine... I will plan out the recipes for the week, and that makes it the easiest. But that doesn't always happen. So just having it in my back pocket of options I could turn to has been super helpful. But I'm telling you, seasoning, <laughs> spices, like that is the way to make healthy foods more enjoyable and not feel like such a chore when you're eating them. I hope that helps. And so many people have been reaching out that they love the recipes I've been posting. So I'm going to try and be much more consistent on the Instagram page with posting the recipes. I just don't always have new ones. I tend to go to a lot of the same recipes, but I'm going to start trying out new things and continue to share them with you because I love the positive feedback I've been getting. So thank you. Okay, next question. This one was really, really good. So a couple of them, like, you know, if when I post questions, it could either be through the chat box or you can send me a DM. And this was a DM that somebody sent me, um, and it really meant a lot that they came to me with this advice. Hey, Shannon, I'm looking for some advice. Going to try and keep this as short as possible. 
I've been working at my company for a couple of years now, and a new position has finally opened up now that somebody is leaving. I know that I am the right person. I work my ass off, and I've done so much in my current role. I know that I should be the person to take this next step. I can already tell that they are favoring another employee who has not been there nearly as long as I've been, and I'm really upset because I want the promotion, but I don't want to say anything. I really just want my boss to just want me to be the person that they take for uh, first pick for the promotion. What do I do? This is such a good question. This is such a good question because I've had so many friends struggle with this. I've struggled with this before because it's hard. Like I think there's a lot of times in our careers where it's like, you don't want to have to put yourself out there. You just want your hard work to be recognized and you want them to want you first. They want to pick you first. But we have to look outside of that little bubble that we're looking in right now so that we can really broaden our horizon and really be able to to get to that next place we want to be. So here's my advice for you. First of all, because I really looked at this question a lot, you say that they already are, you could already tell that they're favoring the other employee. Well, I don't know the whole story, but how do you know that? Like, are they just talking to them a lot more? Did they give them some new projects? Because let's keep in mind that you could be thinking this, right? You could be thinking that they're favoring this employee, when in reality, they're not. But because of this new position opening up, you're feeling that pressure, you're feeling a bit more sensitive to where maybe you're thinking they're favoring the employee, but really they're not. The other thing I would say to you is that as much as we all think our employers are mind readers and that they know what we want, that's not true. And it's nothing against the employer, but I think that you know, a lot of times they see somebody who's hardworking and although they appreciate them, it's not always obvious that that person wants the next position or that that person feels ready. So I think it's our responsibility to communicate and tell our employers that we're ready and that we want that position. So what I would do, and I've had to do this before, literally this is the only reason I've ever gotten promotions in any of my careers is because I've stepped out of my comfort zone to have this very uncomfortable conversation. It's not easy, so take tons of deep breaths and practice what you're going to say before. But I would actually reach out to your employer and see if they can meet with you one-on-one, whether it be for coffee, at lunch, or you set up a meeting on the calendar. And present yourself to them and say, I am interested in this position. I've been here for this many years, and I've done A, B, and C in my current role, and I really feel that I'm ready for this next step. What do you need to see from me to know that I am the right person for that? And its I don't think it's an aggressive conversation. I know it may feel that way. But what it does is it shows that you're ambitious, it shows that you're hardworking, it shows that you are, you care about the company and you want to take that next step to stay within the company. So even if the employer during this conversation doesn't feel you're ready, they will have so much respect for you for just putting yourself out there and saying, I'm committed to this. I want to move up. I want to be a part of this team. What do you need me to do? So you know, I think that although we think that this conversation, it's like, oh my gosh, like, is my employer going to be mad at me or that, or is it going to get awkward after this? It won't because what you're doing is you're putting yourself, you're putting your face in front of them so that if it's not this promotion, it's going to be the next promotion, right? They're going to remember, oh, so-and-so came to me and they really wanted that job. I think maybe this is the better opportunity. Let's set them up here. Or this current position we're talking about, they could be like, whoa, I had no idea you were interested in it. Yeah, let's talk about next steps of what you would need to do. 
So just have the conversation. Before we start to create these scenarios of they're already favoring this person, they already have it, they don't want me, they don't think I can do it, just talk to them. Talk to them and see where their head's at and what they need to see from you. And I think that's going to take away a bit of the anxiety that you might be feeling, and it'll give you more guidance on what to do next. All right. Thank you, Journeyers. Keep sending me your questions because those are absolutely amazing. But with that, we are now going to head into today's interview with Kelly Hackney, who is just such a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm pretty sure I already said this earlier, but I can't say it enough. She is somebody who I met through Clubhouse, who is a fellow entrepreneur, and she's really helped me and supported me in my journey. And this is so important. I think on our journeys, it's really important to find that tribe of people that can help you in whatever place it is that you want to grow. It's not saying that you have to leave your current friend group or that your current friend group sucks because they don't. They just maybe may not be on the same path that you are right now. So find your tribe that could relate to those things and that can help you when you're going through the hard times, the lonely times. And that's exactly why I value my relationship with Kelly so much because I've gone to her when I'm frustrated when things aren't working out or when I'm confused on things to do for my website or you know when I'm having a difficult time getting started with something. I can go to her and the other women that we have in our group. So Kelly is awesome. I think that everybody should find their tribe of women, but you're really going to enjoy this conversation with her. Um, I'm going to shut up so that you can finally listen to it. <laughs> and here it is. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of You Got This, The Journey. I'm your host, Shannon Andrus, and today I have a very special friend with me who is going to talk to you about all of her experience when it comes to marketing and authenticity in the workplace. You guys probably are going to guess it. I met her through Clubhouse, like I meet all of my new friends, but I'm so excited to have Kelly with us. Kelly started Caffeine with Kelly LLC in December of 2020 with the vision to add some caffeination to marketing plans. She has a mission and passion to add more positivity to the world, one cup of coffee at a time. With 10 plus years of marketing experience, she brings authenticity, customization, and deep strategy work to the marketing space. She prides herself as being the guide for her clients to help them be the hero in their story and win the day with their customers. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Shannon, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So you guys, I met Kelly in a couple of different clubhousing rooms. I know that the one was Cup of Joy because Kelly mm -hmm. loves her cup of coffee and she just is spitting out joy all the time and happiness. <laughs> and I mean, you care in her voice, she's just a positive person. And then the other one was uh, Women Entrepreneurs, I think is the one that we're in. Yeah, uh, Connecting Women Entrepreneurs, a Women in Power X room. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, yeah. So Kelly is one of those people where she's constantly, constantly offering to help people. And I've had to turn to Kelly for so many questions and advice when it comes to social media, when it comes to defining my brand. And then we finally got on a call and just were like, let's have some coffee and get to know each other. And I was like, I need you on my show to help people with some of these questions that they have about defining who they are in the workplace and in their personal brand. Yay. I'm jazzed. I'm here for it. So thank you. Um, for those of you listening at home, um, I'm currently wearing my favorite shirt, which literally says choose happy and it's part of my story. So I'm excited to jump into that. Yeah. So with that, let's go right ahead and dive on in, go ahead and share with the listeners a little bit about you so they can get to know Kelly. Sure. So, um, you know, Kelly, um, I probably don't need to talk to myself in third person, but when I was young, probably, 
I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I went to work with my dad one day. It was like, take your daughter to work. And he's a CFO. And I just remember being at a long boardroom table and he handed out everybody at the table, including myself, a spreadsheet. And I felt like such a big kid (laughs) sitting at this table with all these executives. And all I did for that hour is color it in. I like made color coordination and all this stuff because clearly I had no idea what he was saying. And after the meeting, we went to lunch and we came back to the office and he literally walked me over to the marketing department and said, I think this is where you should be the rest of the afternoon instead of sitting in meetings with me. I'll pick you up in a few hours. And literally since that day, that's just been it. That day moving forward, it was marketing through and through. So left college, graduated, and started working at a marketing firm, which was lovely. Got lots of experience, lots of different industries that I worked with there. And then I moved into a purely social media role, which then led me to a purely events marketing role, which I loved. But I was missing more of like the marketing strategy, all-encompassing marketing role. So then I went to another organization and did that for a couple of years. And within this transition of you know, learning my marketing niche and really what's working for the not-for-profit, what's working for the for-profit, what's working in the industry in general, I learned so fast and so, so, so many things. And so after, you know, my experience for a couple of years, I mean, it was 2020 and COVID hit. And long story short, let's just say the leadership at this organization I was at It was true when you could see their true colors when like panic set in, Mm -hmm. right? So all of a sudden, you know, there was mass chaos. People didn't know. They were, you know, terrified. They couldn't come into work. It was like, you're there one day and all of a sudden you're not. You could literally only bring your computer with you. So then all we had was a laptop for a couple of months because we thought we would, you know, everything would be fine. And I'm sure I'm not the only one (laughs) on your podcast to kind of go through something similar, but Within this time frame, it was very apparent that, you know, poor leadership got poorer in this time of when people really, really needed mm-hmm. good leaders and shining lights and just positivity, empathy. And fast forward a few months and, you know, I used to be the one that would walk in the office and like say good morning to people. <laughs> I would walk down the, you know, aisles of cubicles and literally waved to people I didn't even know in other departments and just say good morning because mm-hmm. why not? So my boss actually told me that I had to stop collaborating with external teams because I ended up getting to like a solution faster than my peers because I ended up collaborating, which was one of the core values. And they didn't like that because it wasn't collaborating with the team first. And I said, but I work with this other team all day, every day. Like all I did was ask a question. And long story short, uh, they told me I couldn't, I couldn't collaborate. And then I had to tone down my positivity because to some people it came across as fake and pompous and that I was trying to be better than everyone else. You're, you're already bringing up so many good points, but like this just proves that there's companies that do not let individuals shine with like Mm -hmm. who they are what they thrive in. Sorry, I just want to point that out. It's like, guys, listening to Kelly's story, like this happens all the time in corporate America where people are just supposed to mold to what the corporate idea is and they can't shine through. And Kelly was doing her job. Simply, it was just when she saw people saying hello, but these values that Kelly has within her because they thought it didn't align with the company were suppressed and put down by leadership. 
I just like really needed to highlight that because it's getting me amped up because I've experienced this as well. So continue. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate the interlude. It's actually, um, it's important to say that the, you know, slogan of this organization literally had like supporting people as a part of it. Um, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but, and so for me, when I had joined this organization, I thought that this was like the coolest thing. I was like, we're going to be supporting other people. These have to be like the most positive, beautiful human beings. Um, I can't wait to join a team like this. Long story short, that wasn't what it was. And, and it's, it literally killed me. Like having just so much negativity around me where I would come home and I couldn't even like be myself at home because I would be so brought down to a level of like, I got home and I just needed to like cry. Mm -hmm. because it was just an awful environment. Um, And so I thought, you know what, maybe we'll go virtual and it'll get easier, right? Um, Maybe it'll be better because I'm not like in face-to-face with my boss every day. And it didn't. And I think it almost got worse because then my boss wouldn't do her job and it would fall on me. Mm -hmm. And because I was doing my job plus someone else is now hers, you know, it just nothing, nothing was getting done at the time that they thought, even though I was doing basically three jobs and I couldn't even be myself while doing it. So for me, authenticity in the workplace and really, really leading with an empathetic heart because 2020 was a tough year for literally everybody. Yeah. Even if you didn't lose your job, right. Even if you, you know, you didn't have a family member get really, really sick um, or worse. Right it was a tough year. And if you couldn't start a conversation with empathy and, and just being so open and honest, you know, I think, I think there's a telltale sign of like what happened to a lot of people and what is still happening to a lot of people. And, and I think corporate America is a good example of where people get routed, I guess might be a good word where they're getting stomped on, but you're getting paid. And so, you know, you show up and you fit that mold. And, you know, if, if you don't fit the mold, they just get rid of you and find a new robot in that position. And I just, I wasn't feeling great. And in my gut, I remember I was at my sister's out of town and like for a week. And I had called my husband and I said, Hey, I just got out of another meeting with my boss, I was actually meeting with HR and trying my best to like bring my best foot forward in a meeting. So I'm like, what are words that I could say that might be able to get through to this woman? Cause maybe it's just a communication issue. Like I was trying to be so up for that I'm coming right. and, you know, you were, you were uh, doing everything in your power to try and fix this situation as best as you could. I tried. And so the, you know, the advice from HR at after months of trying to work with this, she's like, you know what, just come and be open and honest in a meeting and really tell them how you feel. And so I did. And what came out of that meeting was that they said my feelings were invalid and that um, I couldn't speak to anyone about that meeting that I was in. And so I literally had left the meeting, closed my computer, called my husband and said, I, uh, I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> and I was like, I, I really need to know, like, let's crunch numbers over the phone. We were on the phone. I cr- cried and cried and cried for hours. I think I yeah. was like, like, like can we do this, babe? Can I please mm-hmm. leave this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know this, this is a lot on yeah. you. Like, we have bills, you know, where we have lots going on. And, and I said, you know, 
but I need to do this for me. And I haven't felt like me in a long time. And, and I don't, I don't, I just can't do it anymore. And he said, he was like, you know what? I support you. We'll figure it out. Right. And I said, also it's mid pandemic. You do realize husband that, um, people aren't hiring for marketing right now. Like (laughs) people are firing marketing right now because they think it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of organizations work because they think it's an extra cost. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, some people have that opinion and I'm not going to get into that because obviously I love what I do. Um, but that was the reality. And so I said, okay, but this might be a long, a long stint for me. And he was like, you know what? That's fine. You're going to get something, pray about it. It's, it's going to work out. And I was like, okay, you're amazing. I'm going to do it. So I put my two weeks in and I remember the lady, I sent it to HR and I sent it to my boss. And one, I had such a weight, like literally instantly lifted from my shoulders um, that I was like, wow, like I have two weeks, right? I can do this for two weeks and know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And even though I don't have all the answers, I'm literally letting go and letting God in this situation to try and make something better for myself and for my family. And, and so I did that. And I remember on Monday, we, we usually had team meetings. And so I put my two weeks in on a Friday, on Monday, I came into work and Monday morning, I was told that I couldn't go to the afternoon Monday meeting and that that would be my last day. And I was really confused. And I was like, what do you mean? I am a professional human. I put my two weeks in, like, I, I have no problem working with my boss for two weeks to get through this. Like we have a lot of work. There's a lot of work on my plate. I want to make sure that I'm not just dumping this on the team. That's Mm -hmm. super unfair and rude. And that's not me at all. And they said, Nope, it's fine. You need to drop everything off at your, at, um, at the office. Cause obviously we were still remote. You have to drop everything off the office, um, before that meeting. And, and that'll be it. And I said, okay, like, can I send anything out to like my team members to like, let them know? Like most of them didn't even know I, I had put my two weeks in yet. And, and they said, nope, like we'll, we'll, we'll tell people in the meeting. And so in the meeting, apparently, obviously I wasn't there. wasn't a fly on the wall, but they had said that I had just outright quit and it was my idea and that I wasn't being a team player. And the moral of the story was the weekend that I had quit, right? So that Friday, the weight was lifted. I was at my sister's for the weekend. We went to this little flea market and this shirt that says choose happy was on a rack. And oh, I, wow. I, I crap you not. If this shirt was $700, I probably still would have bought it <laughs> because it was such a moment where I was like, the, I am choosing happy. And so literally from that day, moving forward, I preach to everyone I can that every single day you can wake up and you can choose happiness and you can choose joy. And life is so much it's worth so much more than to be clamored by someone else. Yes. Kelly, I, I cannot agree with you more. It's like, there were so many things that you talked about where I think so many of, I, I have to stop saying the listeners, they are my journeyers. And I, yeah, the journeyers. A, yes, I'm this is, about that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a transition I'm working on, but I think your story is going to resonate with so many people because everybody experiences some sort of like personal battle with this at some point in their life. But too many of us, whether it's, you know, financial reasons or our relationship that we're in or whatever it may be, that's what's holding you back from being a bit selfish and being like, you know what, this isn't right for me. So before we head into like where you are now, I kind of want to dive into some of the things that you touched on 
in your experience with a place that was forcing you to, to not be your authentic self and wasn't being embraced. So I want to hear your, your perspective on this. And, and you guys, this is important for not just people who are at a company who aren't feeling worthy or that they can be authentic, but this is also important for any employers out there. Make sure you take what me and Kelly are talking about seriously, because you don't want any of your employees to secretly be feeling this way. Because honestly, if any of them are 90% of them, no, I'm going to say 90, 98%. I'm confident saying this 98% will not tell you they're feeling this way. They'll let it boil up and get to the point where they throw up their hands and leave. Mm They just don't feel comfortable. They don't want confrontation. So make sure you're providing a safe space. So Kelly, what I find to be a hard balance for people and a hard balance for myself is like you go to a company and they have their core values, right? And there is a mold that you have to fit for the company because when you go out or when you meet with clients, you're a representation of that company. Mm -hmm. So like, how can we find this balance of, I represent this company and their core values and I'm here to show them but also here's me and here's what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. How can we find that balance? Yeah, I, I actually think that's a good question because um, like I said, I was straight up collaborating and collaboration was one of the core values of this organization um, as I know it is of many. Um, and I was basically told to not um, it, while I was in this role. And, and I think something that could have really helped um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but for anyone out there, um, any journeyers listening, I think what would be helpful is let's say, you know, you have a quarterly meeting with your boss or weekly or whatever, whatever it is, or maybe you're looking for a new job right now. And so you're looking at companies' core values on their website, um, go into an interview with someone and say, these are your core values. This is what I think your core values are and where my values fit in. Because I think that's really important is if collaboration to the organization means send one email a week and collaboration to me is like making human connections and like loving up on people and asking the hard questions and being able to you know be resourceful that way, very different versions of the word collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when you first just read it on a website, it could be different. And so I think that's always a good question and a good thing to have is I know that you know A, B, and C are your core values, but this is how I'm interpreting them. And I want to make sure I'm on the right path. And if not, how can I get there? This is such a good point to bring up. I'm thinking about every job I've ever had. If I could think about like the the last three serious full-time jobs I had out of college, none of them, not a single one sat down with me and went over their core values, not a single one. And I've never thought that that was crazy until this moment where we're talking about where it's like, then how can you expect all of your employees to be on the same playing field if we could be interpreting collaboration completely different? Like Mm -hmm. you may think collaboration is making sure that you say hello and talk to people. And my collaboration may be, I need to include every department in a project because collaboration is so important. Like you could be outsourcing resources and you could be doing things that are just a waste of time. That is so important. I think there's a responsibility of the employer and employee. What are the core values? How exactly are we defining them? Yeah. And how do they pertain to my role? Right. Like if you're a salesperson, collaboration might be something different Mm -hmm. um, compared to someone in IT or, you know, someone in the shipping department, very different. Um, And I think that's important. And you're right. There are, you know, some people shy away from hard conversations. 
I know I do. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, that's human nature is you want, you want to make people happy and you want to be happy. So you do your best to just kind of put your head down and, and try to do your best. But sometimes doing your best means you need to have those conversations. Well, and I think for a lot of people too, it's not even just like, should I have the conversation or not? It's okay. Am I being sensitive? Like, is this just me making this up in my head or is this a conversation worthy of me having with my superior or my coworkers? So how can we define like, okay, I'm being sensitive and I need to take a step back and breathe to where this isn't okay. And it needs to be spoken about. You know, I think there's real truth and, um, and guidance in a conversation of this is what you said, and this is what I took from it. Um, and I just want to make sure that I'm not being sensitive because there were many chats that I had with my boss where I did just that. And the answer was, well, you're being sensitive. Um, instead of why don't you reframe the question better to not sound like rude or off-putting or whatever, you know, the word is. So I think there is a fine line there because you don't want to be sensitive because that shows your authenticity and that shows your heart and where your empathy lies. So some people they're like, I'm just going to brush it under the rug and, you know, throw darts at my boss's head, you know, when I'm drinking beers with friends later, um, on a dartboard, but you know, other people are, you know, they'll be the first ones to say like, can you not ask questions like this? Because it makes me feel this way. Um, I think there's, there's a line in between. Um, and obviously I'm not an expert, but that's, you know, just from, just from me learning about conversations and just humans, um, just saying like, Hey, you said this, and it made me feel like this because no one can tell you your feelings. They, they cannot. Um, if you told me right now, you're like, Kelly, stop. I feel really sad right now. I can't be like, "Mm, no, you don't. (laughs) Cause that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it really honestly pisses me off that they told you your feelings are invalid because nobody can, can do that to you. It's important that we validate how somebody's Mm -hmm. feeling, even though you may not agree with the situation. Like I could be crying over something that you would never think to even cry over. It doesn't mean it's invalid. That is so insensitive of that employer as well. I have a feeling too. I could be wrong. Let me know if I am, but the person you're describing sounds like the type of managers that I maybe have not jived with as well in the past. And the um, common theme of those managers are micromanagers where they do not want their teams to grow. They don't want their teams to have these conversations because they are just like sitting up there with the iron fist of like, I'm up here. I don't want anybody else to be improving. And it's, it's in, it's insanity. Like, it's like, they're so I don't even know how to say it, like up your ass. I really don't even know how else to say it. And they're so on top of you. And then when you go to be proactive and do those things, you're shut down and it makes you take away from being maybe the go-getter you started off as the person that takes on projects. So was your person a micromanager? My person was most definitely a micromanager. And (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Well, I think a common theme too, especially in corporate America and for let's just say managers that very well, they've been in this role for 10 years, right? Let's just say that like, that's amazing. But then they use the phrase, well, I've never done it that way, or this is Mm. the way it's always been done. Um, And so if Kelly is young and vibrant and finds a new way to do something that actually adds more value and is a faster solution, um, then they start having fear because they're doing something at a more efficient rate. Um, than themselves or however it has worked out in the past. And so they just, it's easier to clamor instead of rise people up, which is really sad, <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it happens. 
No, and it's far, far too often. I mean, I've, like I said, I've seen it before in my own relationships and that's where, you know, I've had to move to a different role or move to a different company. It's nothing against anybody, but it's just, you have to protect your mental health and your personal happiness and make sure it's somebody that supports you. I think some people need a manager that's on the higher micromanagement spectrum. Right? Yeah, that's, that's so a really I don't want to say point. like, if you're out there and you're like, is my boss micromanaging? But I really love Sheila. Um, amazing, right? I think there's there's also a line of like, you're being micromanaging, but you're also talking down to me. Or, you know, just that extra trait that some people, you know, they need an exact to-do list and they need to know what time to do everything and they need to know the exact way to do it. That's fine, but that's not me. Like, I like doing out-of-the-box things and being creative and finding new ways to get something done. Um, yeah. So just didn't drive. And that happens. That's such a good point to bring up because like both of our personalities, I wonder if we're like the same Enneagrams or the same disc or whatever, Mm -hmm. like those things are, because I do not do well with micromanagers. My guards up, I'm tense. I know that I'm coming back at you with an attitude because I feel the attitude Mm -hmm. coming. I just, I just don't do well. I have to go work out. I, I lost like 75 pounds within this one year timeframe because literally every time I would get upset, I would go work out. Yeah. And not like I'm saying that's the healthiest thing to do, but holy cannoli, if, if it wasn't for working out and like having a beautiful support system, I don't know where I would be today because, you know, my, my anxiety levels go up when people are rude or when, you know, there's another person that I just don't jive with. Yeah, me too. If I, I feel my back's up against the wall at work, I, I got to go out for a run or I got to get some exercise. And so I totally relate to that. But I also know people who do not like the type of managers that I like. Like, I like a hands-off, trusting, I barely hear from you manager. Not because Mm -hmm. I, like, just want freedom, but it's just that, like, I want you to trust me. But I know people who are like, no, I need, like, a daily, like, check in with me, make sure that I'm doing everything. So, like, that was a really good point you brought up. Like, micromanagers may not be our style, and there's nothing wrong with a micromanager unless it crosses that line that Kelly pointed out before. Well, and I think, you know, I think having different managers is also important within an organization. They kind of keep each other in check. But I do think, you know, there's, there's power in the fact of knowing what manager you do like. So then when you are in a situation where you have a manager and they're, you know, just driving you crazy or whatever it is, you can be like, okay, well, check mark when I'm a leader, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. Or whatever it is, always take notes on how you can get better because you can't really change anything else, but you can change yourself and, and how you adapt to those situations. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And every single manager I've had, whatever the relationship was, I learned something from, you know, Mm -hmm. just like you're saying, like there was valuable lessons that came out of it. And it taught me the exact manager that I I'm not going to say that I will be. It's what I hope to be because we all have our own personalities that come through, you know? And I think too, like something that a lot of people struggle with is like, they put on this like different persona at work. A lot of us feel like we're living two lives, you know, it's like, we come in and we're super bubbly or like, we, we really like have our like best face on, which in some ways I think is good. But other times it's like, who am I? I like, you come home and you feel like I can finally take this mask off. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's, that's healthy. I mean, what would you say? I would say it's really obviously important to always go in with your best foot forward, right? 
Um, like you wouldn't go into an interview, like not showered for three days <laughs> and just rolled out of bed and wearing, yeah, I don't know, a Muppets t-shirt or something, unless that is your industry and then go for you. Right. Um, I hope there's one journeyer that like comments later and it's like, I did that and it worked. <laughs> I guarantee you guys, if, so. if this is you, we need to know somebody <laughs> tell us, <laughs> please come on the next episode with us. Um, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, but I, you know, there's, there's a fine line of like, where there is an expectation um, of you showing up and being professional, definitely, right? Like you want to put your best foot forward. But if you are in a cookie cutter box of, well, the person before you in this role was like this and they wanted you to fit that mold, that is highly unlikely. And you still have to make sure, like for me, all of my authenticity shined when in the morning I was the first person in the line for coffee. Duh. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's kind of who I am. And until so for me, I was able to get a giant mug of coffee and it was like my saving grace in the morning before I had to log on and, you know, tackle what the day had. And, and to some people, I was able to be really bubbly when, when I was told that I couldn't be my positive self and show up and, and say good morning and greet people. Other people in other departments would come to me and ask if I was okay yeah, because they thought that there was something wrong or like who died Kelly. And I'm like, nothing. I'm just being quiet, you know, recently. And that's hard too, because then you see other people and they're like, oh crap. Like we don't want, you know, we don't want that to happen to you. And so I think showing up authentically is so important, but there is a line of like, there are probably some things, some conversations you don't want to have with your boss. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe there's some employees that you work with that you really don't want to share every nitty gritty detail of how you shaved your legs that morning, (laughs) whatever it is. Um, and that's okay too. But if you're going, if you're working at a place where you come home and you literally have to take off that mask and you're exhausted because you're forced into a mold that like is making you feel so unlike yourself, then I would, I would try and have a conversation with your management and just say like, I'm exhausted or, you know, anything. Maybe that isn't the role for you. Maybe that's not the work for you. I think the cool thing about human nature is that we're always learning and we're always growing and adapting, but there is a time and a place to be professional and put your best foot forward. And then there's, um, the opposite side of like, but every day I'm exhausted and yeah, I can't handle, you know, I can't put that on every single day. I mean, think about it though. Like if you, I I always find it so interesting when I hear people's stories and I hear their choices because their life could have taken a dramatic Mm -hmm. turn. And I don't say that lightly, like Kelly, if you had stayed with your company and you took in what they were telling you to do every single day, Mm -hmm. like tone down the bubbly, don't talk to everybody. Like you would every day be like itching away at like that part that everybody loves about you so much is that positivity that you bring. And it's so important that we don't stay in those places because work, I forget what the the calculation is, but the amount of time of our life that is spent at work. So it's a lot. Yeah. I wish, (laughs) I wish I had it for this interview, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot. So don't spend like a majority of your life somewhere. That's not letting you be who you need to be. There's so much I want to like go into with you. This conversation has just already been so amazing, but something that you pointed out that I do want to touch on, is like, you know, you were saying like how important it was like that you worked out and that you found Mm -hmm. that time for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are losing that boundary of like work-life balance. And so they're getting resentful of their job. They, they don't even know who that 
authentic person is because they're constantly on, you know, like they don't get to take that uh, break away. And when we did our pre-interview, you said something like so important that I just want to touch on is that like give versus get mindset. So just dive into it. Tell me all the things that we need to know about work-life balance and give, get, and all that. So, you know, it's something I always say is what you're not changing, you're choosing. And, and that is so true in your job, in your relationship, if you're having a crappy relationship, you know, if you're sitting there eating a bag of chips and being like, I really wish I could lose 10 pounds. Well, if, you know, if you're not changing that, that environment or your atmosphere or your habits, you're choosing them. And so for me, especially now as an entrepreneur, if I don't take time out of my day, and even if it's just like read my devotional in the morning, write my to-do list. Like if I have to jump right into it, I feel almost frazzled all day. So now like I make that, you just posted on social media about having a morning routine. Mm -hmm. And it is so true that like I try my best every day to like set myself up for success. Should I be working out every morning? Yes. Do I? No. But do I try and fit it in during the day? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it, it really gives me time and space where Kelly is important and Kelly should be taken care of. And if that is in, I'm just going to take my dog for an extra walk today because I need some fresh air and I can't look at a screen right now, then that's what you do, right? You have to give some to yourself so you can get back all of those rewards. The more you show other people too about you taking yourself seriously and self-care and how important that is, the better you'll show up with your for your clients, for your employer, for whatever it is. So if you're out there and let's say you love your nine to five job, amazing, right? Maybe there's a benefit that you don't know about. Like ask them, maybe they have a, you know, massage therapy session that you get 50% off on or whatever it is. Sometimes there's random like hidden things in HR that like no one actually knows, you know, it's on like page 37 of the manual that no one actually (laughs) reads. I always tell people when I talk about um, authenticity and work-life balance, like check those things out because- If there are fun things like that, that even that would bring you a little bit of joy and it's something that you're getting that, that is you're reaping the benefits, but then at the same time, you can give back to someone else. Um, and sister friend, because when you are in a joyous state, you're spreading joy and positivity and happiness to someone else. And that is so dang important. I absolutely, absolutely love that quote. Yeah. What you're not changing, you're choosing. Yeah. It's so true. Like I hate to say it, but you are choosing your own misery. If you are choosing to stay in there and not make the change, you are choosing it. And it's so, so true. You have to have to make a change if you want to see a difference. Otherwise, you're just choosing that lifestyle that's not making you happy. And how many people do you know that have been stuck at the same job forever and have done nothing but complain about it? And they're making themselves miserable when they this was me. I I'm basically just shouting myself out because for years I was in a space of like, Oh my gosh, my boss said this, or, Oh my gosh, I feel like this. And, and I feel bad for everyone around me. Cause I need, like, I needed to get that energy out, but then I'm passing that energy to someone else. And, and it's just not, not the positive atmosphere that I wanted to surround myself with. So I'm thankful that I don't have to do that anymore. But if I had chose myself and chose happiness sooner, who knows where I would be now? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's so, so true. Like there is a choice that has to be made for ourselves or nothing, nothing good is going to come out of it, you know? And also it was something you were saying before too, is like, you're only going to get so much from your team and from your clients. If you're giving them 
the best you. You can't give them the rundown half-assed you who's like running on like one hour of sleep. Like I get it. Like entrepreneur life is freaking hard journeyers. It's hard. You put in hours after hours after hours, but if you're chipping away at you, you're not giving that hundred percent anymore. You're giving mm-hmm. 90, 80, 70, and so on and so on. You're not giving. So, and that's so just what your clients will you get? Yeah. And, and just imagine if you're chipping that away, but you're still working so hard. And so then the clients, your prospective clients will see you like that. But then what if you finally log off at 9 PM and your husband is four hours done with dinner already? Like then you're chipping away at that relationship. Not like you are, but you know, it's, it touches everything. And so you have to take care of yourself because there's only one you on this planet which is also incredible to own that. But if you run you down for so long, it it's like basically eating away at everything else. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. It's not just that, like you won't be able to give a hundred percent to your clients, but the personal things that matter in life, you're just absent completely. That's such a good point. So Kelly caffeine with Kelly LLC started in December, 2020. Now I feel like you had to have dove into your business with like a mindset of, you knew exactly what you wanted because of all you saw that you no longer wanted. So talk a little bit about like starting that business and the mindset that you went into it with. Definitely. So I had left my role in September of 2020, got married in my backyard in October. And then in November, we went to Mexico and celebrated with a whole bunch of people there. And so in, in December, I came home and I was applying and applying and applying and applying to all of these jobs and had been for like a year. And I was talking to a mentor and he said, Hey, are you still working with all of those clients that you worked with on the side? Cause I, for years, I'd worked with clients on the side to do extra things that I wasn't getting out of my normal nine to five job, um, kind of keep my marketing creativity light on. And so I said, yeah, why? He's like, well, are you going to get rid of them? I'm like, no, like, why would I do that? Those are my people. Like, what what do you mean? And he goes, okay, but like, why are you not doing that full time? And I said, huh, well, um, I, you know, I think I had a, a picture in my mind that I had to be in a corporate job. I was scared enough to quit my job without another job, much less now just throw everything in to myself as an entrepreneur. Um, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I remember I got off the phone with my mentor and I, I walked into my husband's office and he was seated. And I said, okay, I'm so glad that you're seated right now because I have something to tell you. And I told him and he was like, gosh, I'm so glad you got to this conclusion because I was going to tell you, but it, you needed to get there on your own. And I started crying and I said, honey, what, what if this doesn't work out? And he goes, but what if it does work out? And then I literally, I I crap you not. I literally fell to the floor on my knees and just started crying. And I was like, okay, okay. I got this. I can do this. And so literally the next day I bought my LLC and I haven't turned back and literally the coolest thing to wake up every day, choose joy, grab a cup of coffee, and then get to work with my clients and help them with my knowledge is literally the coolest thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, shame on you, Kelly, for not doing this 10 years ago, but I wouldn't be where I am today without that messy, broken road that I guess I, I truly believe that. And, and I wouldn't know how to lead at a better capacity without the broken road before me. So I am jazzed. 
I know I touched on it earlier. I've always known I wanted to be in marketing. And so even as a little girl, I knew I wanted to be in marketing, but I really wanted to be a speaker. And so that's something that now I'm putting more energy into like being a speaker and talking about positivity and change and marketing as a whole. And so it's so excited. I get so excited when I have opportunities like this, where I can talk about positivity and I can talk about marketing. It's like, it's basically, we could do this all day. Oh yeah. You'll just fall asleep and I'll just keep talking. (laughs) Me and the journeyals hang out. And you guys, spoiler alert, Kelly said, I don't know what if it doesn't work out. It's freaking working out. Kelly is <laughs> blowing up like the amount of people she is working with. She started a program also where she took on clients through that. Um, she offers a ton of resources. So um, long story short, it worked out. I'm going to just like throw that in there. Thank you. That's so kind. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's so, so amazing. And like you totally have taken control of your life. And I love what you said, like not that what you went through was, was good in the work environment, but good thing you did because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have taken the leap of faith. You probably would have been at a comfortable company where it was like, you know what? Things are going good. Let me do this. And there's also nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could be sure. at one company for 40 years and happy as a clam, but that wasn't it. That yeah. wasn't me. I changed companies every couple of years as soon as I got out of college. Cause I knew I, I, I wasn't there and mm-hmm. I am there. I have made it like I am so excited to be able to do what I do every dang day. And, and I think what's so cool about you had touched on how we met on clubhouse. I think without clubhouse, my business wouldn't be where it is today because people can hear me get all geeky and excited about marketing. And, and it's just such a blessing that I've met so many cool people and I'm able to speak often on the topics that I love and adore. And people want to come to me and ask me questions and see me as, you know, the professional that I am. It's it's literally just such a blessing. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it so much. I cannot say that enough. And, you know, something I want to touch on too is like the two of us in our journeys that we're on, something we have in common is that we have a very, very loving and supportive significant other, which I know a lot of you out there may not, it may be, this is not the right time. This isn't good for our family, blah, 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 blah. And you may not be getting that support. So before we continue the conversation, I did want to point out that like, that may not be what's happening at home for you. So me, Kelly, other entrepreneurs that you've heard from reach out to us because we can have the conversation of a realistic look of, is this doable for you? Is it the right move for you? Because the people in your life, it may not be that they don't support you, but just as it's terrifying for you, it could terrify the shit out of them too. And they're like, no, you're fine. You're in a job. Don't quit. Right. (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) I mean, and I have to say, I haven't like done that. Like I'm, I'm like in the in-between stage, but Kelly like fully did it, which is amazing. So you're still doing it. You're working double overtime, basically. (laughs) Dude, I'm ready for my glass of wine tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised Um, you don't have a bottle right next to you. You're just like slowly drinking out (laughs) of I do. You just haven't noticed. (laughs) Just kidding. Good for you. <laughs> so I, I have two questions for you, but I'm trying to think of which one I want to start with first. So, okay. So I guess, I guess that the, the thing I want to start with is that you caffeine with Kelly is your name. Like, it's not like people go and it's like, Oh, it's this like website where I purchased this, but I don't know who it is behind it. Your face is on this brand and you have to show up every single day, which you do. And you always, always show up as your authentic self what advice do you have? Like, how can we come in and be so a hundred percent confident and bold in who we are and show up every day like you do? See, I think 
that's beautiful. I think, um, for one, thank you. Um, for two, I do truly believe that if I hadn't been squashed for many, many years and had the feeling of I'm not good enough and I can't do this, or I need to show up not wearing a bright orange shirt because my boss told me that that's too bright. For me, when I started caffeine with Kelly, I knew without a doubt, I was going to drink a lot of coffee. That's usual. I was going to help people with my marketing and I wasn't going to hide anything because what do I have really to lose? I, I told myself from the beginning, I'm just letting go and letting God. And if it works out, amazing. If it doesn't work out, this is a wild ride. And I can't wait to tell my kids and grandkids one day. I truly believe that if you, and I'm, I mean, I'm speaking from someone that isn't a size negative seven, right? But I am doing my best every day to show up with joy and positivity and who I am and what I can offer the world. And people can see that. Mm-hmm. And so if you hide behind other graphics or TikToks of someone else, but you're just resharing them, people get a glimpse of who you are, right? They get a glimpse of your humor. They get a glimpse of really what you're thinking about. But when you show up and you can post a photo of yourself and really dive into what you're thinking about or a video and just go and talk about it. Like you do stories all the time where you're like sweating your butt <laughs> off and you just finished running, kudos to you. And you're like, hey, nope no filter at all because you guys, you know, what's the big deal? That's amazing. And I think, you know, my first step was you just have to do it. The people that won't like you, won't like you. They won't like you if you're authentic. They won't like you if you're not. So if you end up copying someone else, you will feel so bad on the inside that one day you will come up and burst out and everyone's going to be like, I don't actually know what's happening is this you? Is this not you? Um, And you don't want that either. So honestly, if you're in a place where you can just start and you can start by just, Hey, this is Kelly. Um, Kelly's favorite color is orange. She loves coffee and cows and marketing. (laughs) Tell people that because the more people that love coffee, cows and marketing will come and flock um, because your authenticity, your authenticity will shine and people will find that. and, And it happens your people will find you. Yeah. And you know, something else that you, you were talking and it came to my mind that I want to share is like, you can't be number one, trying to copy other people, but also you can't be looking to people, please everyone. Cause like you were saying, like the people who aren't going to like you, whether you do a B or C, or, you know, if you change your whole thing, they're never going to like you, you will never feel a sense of accomplishment or joy in what you're doing. Cause you're constantly going to be let down that like that approval isn't what you're getting. So you have to be like, so confident in who you are. And I feel like you're bringing up so many great tips and tricks. I'm curious from a marketing perspective, what are your like top five things or top, however many, I'm not going to limit you, but like, like top it's like 75 marketing tips. <laughs> Here are your top 75. Um, that when people like, when they start to show up, whether it be for their business or they're starting something new, like that they need to keep in mind. And it's crucial. Absolutely. Um, number one, stay authentic, right? If you're starting, why try and cover yourself up with something else? Just an example. My name is on my brand. And I know you touched on that. And I, I forgot to touch on that too, but people know not only my name and something that I'm really passionate about, and they know that they'll get high energy because that's who I am. So caffeine with Kelly is a place that I wanted people to feel warm and welcomed and, and happy and positive and fully caffeinated, um, at all times. And so not only is my face and name on everything, 
So when people read everything, it's from me. Like I don't have an assistant. All of that is me. And I wanted to do that on purpose because when I'm speaking to a crowd of people, I don't want them to think that I'm reading from a script that someone else had, you know, wrote for me named Bob in the background because mm-hmm. that just, you would know that it was Bob. I, I say coffee chairs way too often. So if like Bob cut that out, you know, it would be really inauthentic to me. <laughs> so authenticity is, is number one. I'll tell people that till they're blue in the face. Number two, you want to keep your brand in the forefront of literally everything you're doing. And I don't mean that in a way of you need to put your logo on everything because I, I don't believe in that, but there are essences of your brand that you can flow everywhere so that if they saw something of yours for the first time ever, and let's just say it's a random post or a random email or a random YouTube video, they'll know that it's you, who you are, what you offer and why that's important. Um, because branding is so much bigger than just your logo or just your colors, right? Like when people come to just my Instagram feed, I've had people to tell me your feed is beautiful, but I feel welcome here. And I really, really bless them for saying that it's beautiful, but the fact that they feel welcomed mm-hmm. was literally the coolest thing. And so people have gone to my website and they're like, well, like, this is awesome. I can tell that you worked on this, you know, a lot. It's clear. It's concise. And I know, I know what you're offering me. That's amazing. Um, and I, you know, I literally could cry about it because I've gotten so much feedback in that way. And, and being a marketing strategist and a brand strategist, that's number one. So authenticity, um, know that your brand should shine in everything you do. Um, the third would be empathy. So I believe, especially after 2020, everything you put out into the world, think of it with an empathetic heart. Um, because people are still struggling and there are still things what people struggled before 2020, people will struggle after. Um, and so you always have to just think of that, lead with empathy. I also want to say that videos are a really big deal right now. So either they're long, you know, you'll find people that really want a 10 minute video explaining something, but you'll also want someone that wants a really short video that has one word of what you were explaining with a fun song over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll also want someone, you know, that just has like a two minute video. So I think that leads on to my next, my fifth tip would be repurpose things. Um, don't stress over recreating the wheel all of the time because people learn differently. So if you have an email that says the same thing as an Instagram post that basically says the same thing as a blog post, basically says the same thing as a video that you just put out, that's okay. Because it also takes like six touch points before someone even thinks about buying something from you. So, you know, your messaging can be thrown out all over the place, but you want to make sure you're leading with empathy. Your brand is always there. Maybe you throw on a video and and it's something that you can repurpose to the masses because you want people, regardless of how they're learning, that they can learn from you. Oh, I love, 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 love all of those. And you guys, like Kelly is the expert at this. These are things that I struggle with. And I have turned to Kelly. I couldn't even tell you how many times. Like, I actually, I feel like I owe you, like I owe you a payment or coffee because like I pretty much come to you. always accepted. (laughs) I've come to you for so much advice and you guys like coming from my own personal experience working with Kelly, she knows what she's doing. Like the tips and tricks that she's given me, I have seen results from, and she doesn't just give you like a basic tip. Like just to let you all know, I'm working on a website for all of you to find new resources and things you can turn to Kelly. Yay! <laughs> I need to sell a 
celebrate that. I hope the juniors are over there like jamming with their headphones on. That's amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's a totally new world for me. Like I've never done this stuff before, but I reach out to Kelly and I'm just like, Hey, here's some logos. Can you help me out? She is so meticulous with like how it should be in a good way. Like it really helps you define your brand. So if you guys are struggling with this, Kelly is somebody who you absolutely should reach out to, whether it be the one-on-one coaching or any of the group programs. Um, why don't you actually talk about like, if somebody works with you, I think like content website, things like that, like what are some things that you would help them with? So they can get an idea of like what they can expect. What I do. Sure. (laughs) So I offer, um, everything I do, just, if you hear nothing about my next spiel, everything I do is custom because I thoroughly believe that cookie cutter, anything for anyone doesn't work. Um, I can't give you my marketing plan, Shannon, and have it work for you because it literally will not work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what, if it does, that is like a crazy act of God that, you know, the same thing from a car dealership to you. Works. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I offer one-on-one, um, on like full 90 minute session where we talk all things. There's a questionnaire in the beginning I send you and we talk about your challenges. We talk all all the questions that you ever, ever could have in that 90 minutes with me. And then I will send you a fully encompassed three month marketing plan because I build everything in three month sectors, mainly because I like the longevity and then you can adjust and tweak along the way. And then for the next three months, you'll be able to be able to build one that's bigger, better, stronger and adding more value. Um, So I do that and then um, you get resources and things for me. So I have just that one session. And then I also have a newer program, which is my fully caffeinated marketing method. And that's a 12 week program. And it's literally a one-on-one program where we start at the ground floor of what are your core values? Where are you standing? What are your core values in your business and personally? Because I believe that every strategy you build, may it be a business strategy, may it be the strategy for how you run your household, starts at the ground and you build it up. So I always start, um, I always have my analogy of, I start at the saucer and then we put the cup on top and then you fill the cup and then you add the cream and then you add the whipped cream, then you add the cinnamon, right? Um, So we start at the saucer level of who you are And then we move into mindset because marketing mindset is also a serious thing that some people have to get over. They're afraid to be authentic, right? They're afraid to show up on video or in photos or whatever it is, especially when you're the face of a brand. And so that program for 12 weeks, you literally get boxer support Monday through Friday for 12 weeks, plus six one-on-one sessions with me, plus an all-encompassing marketing plan, plus implementation help, um, plus a content calendar. And it's, it's one of these things where I am so excited about it because I know people who have needed just this, and I know it's going to make their businesses thrive and shine. And I tell people I'm taking their marketing from sleeping to fully caffeinated in 12 weeks because we're touching on everything from strategy to analytics to email and it's custom. So you could come to me and say, you know what, Kelly, I need help with my website. I say, okay, let's do that. Or Kelly, you know, I need help with my Instagram and my email. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a Pinterest, but I don't want it anymore. So we phase that out and we make sure that you have a really big, all-encompassing plan for those two meetings. Because I really want people to know that that I'm here to serve first and foremost. Um, and, and I really just want to help people. So if I can help people and spread joy with coffee and my marketing knowledge, I will do it every single day. 
So that's really the main, I kind of went on a tangent, but those are the ways that, that you can work with me. And, and I'm overjoyed at whoever, you know, bites at, bites at the bits at that. Yeah. Kelly, I think that's awesome. I think the two methods you provide are really great for two different types of learners too. So like it it depends on like what everybody's looking for. And, you know, Kelly's worked with people who they are just starting off and they're so freaking lost. And she's worked with people who have been in this for a long time, but we got to revamp and take a look at what's working, what's not working. So take Kelly up on this opportunity because like, she's really going to help you define that. And it's, it's really great. Thanks. I actually, I just talked with someone today who's been in her niche for 21 years and she's like, I think it's time I need to pivot and, and I need some help. Um, and so she's going to join my program and I'm so excited to be able to handhold and really help her with implementation. And, and she does a lot of content creation. So I'm able to really give her more direction and, and I can help her and then show her analytics, show her what's working and what's not working and then move her into the next phase, which, you know, will really help with confidence and, and boosting her up because the more confident you feel your customers will feel that too. And, and more people will buy from you if you really believe in yourself. I mean, that's basically the bottom line of what we're talking about today is believe in yourself. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, too, it's like Kelly personally works with you where it's like, you don't, she's not telling you that every single client of hers has to be on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. Yeah. It's like whatever is in your wheelhouse and what's working for you, she's going to help you with. So guys, all over the, you got this, the journey Instagram page. I will be posting all the clips and information on how you can connect with Kelly. And you'll also see it in our podcast post as well. So you're going to see her website, Instagram page, and you will be able to connect with her and find her Kelly, any final things before we get into your quote that we missed other things that you want to share with the listeners for today? Hmm. What do I want to share? Can I ask you a question? Do people oh, sure. Questions? No, I, 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 I never get asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> what would be your like three top things to, you know, make your mental health better? Like today, like, do you have like a top three tips for living a more positive life? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your ears, we're here. We are now. <laughs> the scripts have been lifted. <laughs> yes. Kelly threw me for a loop. You guys, I had no idea she was going to ask me a question. I'm like, Oh, Okay. There we go. Um, the top three things that you can do every day for, for your mental health. I love this question. Thank you for asking this because I, I don't touch on it enough as I should. Well, and you, you know, you probably, you interview so many people. And so I was like, mm, someone's got to get on here and, yeah. people and interview her because what you also offer is really important. Otherwise the juniors would not be listening. I actually, I sh- you just inspired me. I should do like a reverse episode where I have a podcast host come on and say, I need somebody to interview me. That would be really interesting. So Kelly, you just sparked this genius inside of me. Thank you. You're um, so welcome. <laughs> so top three things I would recommend doing. Definitely every morning when you wake up, the first two that I'm going to say are interchangeable. So you could do one first or second, it doesn't matter. But definitely meditation and journaling meditation, you are literally breathing out the negativity, the anxiety, and the stresses that you have just been housing in your body pretty much all night. I mean, is the best way for me to describe it is just to get up and breathe that out, breathe in the good and set intention. You know, that time when we're meditating, we are really, really within ourselves. We're not looking at social media or other things of what's influencing us. It's us looking deep within and defining what is it that I need today? What is it that I'm struggling with? 
And then journaling, very, very similar, is getting those thoughts out on paper. And there's two parts of it. One, you're seeing what really matters to you, right? You're seeing what's important in that moment. What's in your mind? What do you want to be focusing on? The other part of it is the anxieties and stresses you're feeling. You're taking power away from them. You put them on paper. They are not nearly as powerful anymore. And practicing gratitude in that journal entry is just like coming full circle. And you've eliminated all the negativity in these two practices. But now you're going to practice gratitude and bring in only the good and the positivity we can focus on. And then number three would be at some point in the day. At some point, you have to get outside, go for a walk or, you know, just sit in your backyard, but with nothing, no phone, no, you know, watch, no book, Mm -hmm. anything, just breathing in and taking in this natural beauty around us. I'm telling you those top three things will make such a difference. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. And thank you for asking. That was fun. I've really never been asked anything before. I should probably start asking people, do you want to ask me anything? That'd be interesting. (laughs) I'm so glad I started something. I sparked something. You did. Kelly just always inspires me. Like if you guys see my reels, like a majority of them, Kelly has either sent to me or I've sent them to her for like pre-approval of like, Hey, like, what do you think (laughs) about this? So Kelly's always inspiring me. And I, I have so many ideas for the podcast now. So Kelly, what is the positive or inspirational quote that you brought for the journeyers today? I brought two. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the first is coffee in one hand, confidence in the other. And my second is if you can't find the sunshine, be the sunshine. Oof. I love it. I love both of those. I love, love, love both of those. <laughs> yeah. So everybody have your confidence and then be the sunshine because there's too much negativity in this world. You hear me talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, it's time. If you can't find your own or if you can't find any, just be it. Um, yes. be it for someone else because then that'll bounce positive vibes back to you. 100%. Well, Kelly, I cannot thank you enough for being on our show. This was such a pleasure. I learned so much from you and I know the journeyers have as well. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy day to be a guest on our show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Shannon. And I hope to do so again. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week for another amazing episode of You Got This, The Journey. But until then, I hope you have an amazing week. And always remember, through every high, every low, every positive, every negative, every up, every down, whatever it may be, always remember, you got this.